Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Weekly Pep. This week's episode is entitled Trust Yourself. Um, I have been getting this message over and over and over. Um, I would say uh, for the past month, like a good bit, but um, even before that, hearing this message of trust yourself, trust your intuition, um, trust the guidance that you're receiving, trust that, you know, you know what it is that you need to do. Trust that you know how to act. Um, And I recognized and realized that I am having to get this message because um, I have not necessarily trusted myself um, in the past. Like I I really have given away a lot of my power um, in the past to others because I was afraid of, you know, making an error or doing something wrong. Um, and even, uh, to the, to an extent, um, you know, I, many of you might know that I pull, uh, Oracle cards and even to an extent giving power away to the cards instead of, you know, trusting myself to know, um, you know, what, what was right for me going to the cards to look for it and the cards being the wonderful mirrors that they are, um, would give me something that didn't resonate. And I was like, "Mm, (laughs) the cards don't lie. Like what, what what is this? But it, it was because the cards felt like I was giving too much away to them. They literally thought like, Hey, like now you're going too far with it <laughs> you know <laughs> because you are doubting yourself um when you know what you've ar- you've already made up your mind you've already made this decision but you're doubting yourself and you're literally coming to us seeking confirmation for something you know and um and I love how spirit does that for us like it literally will you know um give us the swift kick in the bum that we we need over time. Um, and, you know, like I said, so many of us give our power away and we do it on a regular basis. You know, just, um, just the other night I was in a particular group and someone had posted, you know, uh, about a message that they wanted to share. And they were like, I just don't know if this is right. And I don't know if, um, if it's coming across in, in the way that it needs to come across and this time the other. And my, my message to her was trust yourself. Like you're, you are the Oracle. You're, you're the one that knows best how you want to be received. And how um, how you want your message conveyed, and so you're literally, in essence, giving your power away to a group of people that don't know that. And if by any chance things go wrong, you would blame us when, in actuality, you knew from the beginning how to how to process this how to how to work with this and so that leads me to my first and literally the most important <laughs> of points um on this podcast you know best you uh already have all the answers within you you came 
to this earth with those with those answers already within you. It was just waiting for you to grow so that you could unlock and and receive them. And many times we we don't trust ourselves with our answers that we're getting. We don't trust that gut feeling. Um, and it, in actuality, you know, when something negative happens, we go back and we say, ah, I knew that. I should have trusted myself. I shouldn't have doubted this. I shouldn't have moved forward. I shouldn't, I should have heeded that red flag. We, we know it in and of ourselves, but yet we, um, we failed to trust ourselves. And so, you know, one of the wonderful ways to start learning to trust yourself more is when you do get those gut feelings or those red flags, you actually take them to heart instead of ignoring them. Because when you start taking them to heart and stop ignoring them, that's when spirit can like move you on down the line. It can it can say, you know what? Okay, she's trusting more. We can give her or him the bigger the bigger thing to do because you know she, she's trusting or he's trusting. So we can give that person more responsibility. We can give that person um, the next step um, on their journey because they are listening to that voice within. That's really ultimately um, one of the things that we have kind of lost in and of ourselves is this idea of the voice within. Um, you know, I obviously have been very, very heavily influenced by Megan Watterson uh, and her book Reveal. I'm in her Red Ladies group. And um, she does this whole soul voice meditation to tap you into the voice within. And um, since doing that, I have gotten more in tune with that inner voice and started trusting that inner voice a lot more. And that is literally why, <laughs> why, you know, I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing with some of my cards, you know, coming up and being like, yeah, that's not right. And like, I, I literally, I'm a big proponent of not, um, I, you know, I'm a student of Colette Baron Reed's Oracle School. Uh, she has informed us of oracle abuse. Oracle abuse, for those that don't know, is, you know, you don't like the card you receive, so you keep picking a card until you get the card that you want. And, um, yeah, like, this isn't oracle abuse. It's not like I don't like the card. It's like, this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit because spirit is literally telling me, are you recognizing that this doesn't fit? Are you trusting your gut to know that this doesn't fit? And when I do, literally, it's like, okay, we're just testing you, just testing you. You know the cards don't lie, but since you're you're putting so much weight on it, you know, we're trying to to get you to see that you know yourself. And so so sometimes, you know, it it, it spirit will um in a sense, and I hate to say test us, but it, it it will it will test to see if we are willing to recognize that voice within, or if we're going to ignore it because that's just what we've been doing, right? And so the thing is, it's about taking that time to get connected to the voice within. Um, just today, uh, you know, 
Megan does uh, sermons the first Sunday of every month. This week's uh, our month sermon was on Ariadne and the red thread. And Megan quoted this line about um, from from Mary, Gospel of Mary, that basically said, uh, "Our uh, you know where the mind is, our our treasure box is as well." And she mentioned that the the word that was used for mind there actually represented the heart and how basically the treasure is within the heart. So, and, and I mean, obviously that has been translated, um, to mean that in the, in our, our, um, Bibles, most of us have heard that line, you know, um, you know, where your heart is, your treasure is also, and it, I mean, it's basically trying to, um, assert the fact that, you know, if Jesus is in your heart, that's where the, you know, treasure is. That's how many people interpret that. But um, it's this idea, again, of what we are seeking, what we're looking for, the answers that we need to know, everything is within us. Our treasure is within. Um, you know, <laughs> going on even further, um, how, how this is played out and, and an example of this is in the book, The Alchemist. If anybody has read that book, I, hopefully I'm not, you know, releasing any spoilers here. The book's been out for quite some time, but, <laughs> but Santiago, the shepherd boy, who's the main character of the book has, you know, dreamed this dream of traveling to Egypt to go to the pyramids because he's been told his treasure is there. And that if he digs at a certain, uh, you know, part of the the pyramids he will receive his treasure and he he goes through all of these series of things that end up taking him way outside of just going to Egypt he you know he goes to basically northern africa um it let's think of more like algiers that type of area morocco area um and <laughs> and, and they steal all his money. So he ends up having to like work for a man for so many months. And he ends up, you know, making this man's store prosper where it had, you know, been about to fail. And then he leaves there um, because he discovers this marauder, you know, this party that is getting ready to go to Egypt. He leaves to go um, and ride with them to go to Egypt. And then there's this nomadic, you know, these nomads that are out there, you know, waging war. And basically it's been said that if they go to the Oasis, you know, they will be safe from the war because the Oasis is basically a safe zone and they're not supposed to come there. And he ends up staying there for so many months. And then, you know, in order to get him to actually get him to Egypt, this whole thing has to, you know, come to pass where he has to use his intuitive skills to warn about this war coming to the oasis where it's never come before, right? And by doing this, by by warning of this, he's able to link up with the alchemist. And the alchemist then, you know, um, teaches him certain things. He again <laughs> gets robbed, all this other stuff. And he finally makes it to Egypt, finally makes it to Egypt, starts digging in, in the ground, um, and you know, it, it, some robbers come upon him 
again, steal everything that he pretty much has. And one of the robbers says, you know, because he tells him, oh, I had a dream that my treasure was here. And the, the, the robber says, oh, you're, you're so crazy. I had a dream too. I had a dream that there was a treasure and it was in a church under a tree, da, 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 in, in Spain. Mind you, Santiago, in the very first, you know, I would say first chapter of that book, goes to a church where a tree is growing <laughs> in the middle of it in Spain. So he knew exactly the church that he was talking of. And this was basically the area that was his home, right? And when he, when he makes it all the way back to the church, he, you know, speaks to the universe and says, wow, like you made me go through all that for my treasure to be right where, right where I've, I've basically always been. Right. And I mean, that, again, speaks to this whole fact that the treasure is already within us. We don't necessarily have to go, um, you know, other places to receive it. But the thing is, we, we never get in tune with that treasure within if we don't go those places. And that's what the universe basically says back to Santiago. It basically says, you know, you wouldn't have gotten to see all of these things. You wouldn't have gotten to experience all of these things. You wouldn't have been able to take risks. You wouldn't have gone after um, your personal legend had you um, just gotten your treasure immediately. Right. But again, it's this idea that what we what we have been looking for is within us the whole time. Um, his power, his intuitive sense that ended up allowing the alchemist to teach him how to turn um, lead and base metals into gold. Um, it was it was the voice within him. The thing that propelled him forward, the thing that that uh, was his uh, his motivation for finding his personal legend, and it was also the treasure at the end that was inevitably where he started. Right. Um, so uh, you know best. You know best. So trust yourself. Um, don't give away your power. Next up, think to yourself, like how many times, you know, have you been wrong in following your gut? And I'm not saying wrong in not following your gut because I mean, hey, we've all been wrong in not following our gut, right? But how many times have you been wrong when your gut told you, you know, this isn't the right relationship for you, so you probably should get out. Like how many people like are like, you know what, I should have never left that relationship. I mean, very, very few I would I would gather. Right. Um, And when when, you know, when we do have like a gut feeling and, you know, somebody recommends to us and says, yeah, you know, I wouldn't do that. I mean, and this typically happens when you're you're getting ready to take this risk that they feel they're protecting you from. You know, you want to go out, you want to, you know, create a new career, you want to start a business, you want to leave, you know, your, your nine to five job, you want to do something different from the norm. And somebody says, I don't think I would do that. Right. Um, That's typically when we ignore our gut to be safe. Right. So um, when you've done that, 
Um, has that been from you or has it been from someone else that hasn't done it? You know, think about that. Because, you know, one of the things that was really, really instrumental to me was don't let somebody who has not gone after the dream you're going after tell you that that dream isn't safe to go after. They've never done it. They don't know what it's out, what, what's out there for them. They might not have the passion for it. They, you know, they, they may have seen other people do it, but hey, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I remember sharing with one of my mentors, um, who's an attorney, that, you know, I really wanted to um, do uh, more personal development work and help people to find their voice and feel empowered um, and be able to be comfortable in their own skin. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, my sister said she wanted to do that and she wasn't successful with it. So I wouldn't do it. Um, how do I know <laughs> that your sister wasn't successful? She might not be successful by your standards, but that, and that might not be my standard of success either. Right. Um, but I don't know your sister. I don't know what your sister's doing. I don't know what y your sister is completely different from me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's one of those things where you have to monitor who you're letting talk to you, who you're letting put, put those doubts in your mind. Um, because again, you know, best, you know, best, um, not somebody who's never done the thing that you're trying to do. Um, so I could see if somebody's like, you know what, I quit my job and I went after my dreams and, you know, I, I failed because of this and I just want you to know, or I quit my job and I went after my dreams, but I feel like you should do this. Like I would, I would take their advice more than I would take somebody's advice. Who's never done that. Who's always had the nine to five or always played it safe. Let's say it like that. Played it safe. Cause I won't, I don't want to say that they just have a nine to five because some people um, play it safe in other ways. So um, finally, I really want to, um, you know, emphasize that in order to trust yourself, it's really, really instrumental that you have someone, a buddy, um, an accountability partner, a coach, um, a supporter in, in some way that can literally um, hold and nurture your dream. Um, so many people, so many people are out here to be dream killers. And I, I mean, like I said, I mean, I just gave you guys a perfect example of it um, with talking about one of my mentors saying, yeah, don't do that. Um, people, you know, they're doing it many times thinking that they're helping because they want to keep you safe. They, 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 they want you to, you know, maintain that safety bubble, um, because they, they're scared of doing something like that. So you shouldn't do that. No, you know, and I mean, they're doing it many times from love, but at the same time too, if you never take the risk, you never will <laughs> receive the reward. You know, um, I could, you know, be back in a firm and, you know, be back as a partner and do all these things. But if I feel like I'm dying inside every day, I'm not, I'm not fulfilling my goals and dreams 
the money doesn't (laughs) money doesn't necessarily bring happiness. Um, It's really that inner fulfillment that that brings that happiness. And the reason I say that is because I have been there with the making money and I was filling a void with the money I made by buying and doing all types of other things to try to make myself happy. And it wasn't until I realized that I needed to be fulfilled in another way and my fulfillment comes from helping others and really empowering others to find their voice. So um, have somebody to help you. Have somebody that can serve as your accountability partner who can be uh, on the sidelines cheering you on. That's one of the reasons I call myself a spiritual cheerleader is because like I want to be there to help you nurture um, and help you to grow. I want to be able to, um, you know, help you to trust yourself, to not doubt yourself, to to say, how does this feel for you? Are you fearful um, uh, of it happening because you don't know how to handle it once it happens? Are you fearful of it happening because you feel like you're going to fail? Like, um, are, are you fearful of it happening because you want to play it safe? Like many times nobody goes through that, that whole, you know, system of asking those questions for you. And it's really, really beneficial to have an outside third party to answer those questions for you or to ask those questions of you so that you know how you feel and you know that you are operating, you know, where you're operating from and how you're operating and you learn how to trust yourself and you learn how to live more empowered and make decisions from a place of peace to, to move forward, um, and feel like you, um, have some semblance and I won't say it's control of your life because, None of us really has control of our lives, right? But you feel comfortable in not having control. Let's say it like that. You feel comfortable in not having control of your life, meaning that you allow the universe to lead and guide you. You have trust, you have faith in the universe to lead you to the next best thing, um, that you are being led every day for your highest good. And that brings you peace and fulfillment. So, um, I hope that that helps you this week. Um, Obviously, if you need someone to be that accountability buddy, that spiritual cheerleader, um, I am here. I definitely do sessions with people around um, their fears and the things that they want to shift and the things that they want to establish in their worlds to help them to find more peace in their everyday life. So um, I hope that you'll give me the opportunity to uh, serve you. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week this week. All right. I will talk to you again soon. Have a good one.